Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to 2020, and welcome to the first episode of the new year of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. My name is Mark Sorianis. I'm your host. I'm a third Don Black Belt, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine. I hope that 2019 was a fruitful year for you, and I hope that 2020 exceeds your goals and expectations. For Taekwondo Life Magazine, 2019 was a phenomenal year. We became a multimedia platform with the rolling out of this podcast, which has been a highly successful supplement to our print and digital magazine. We are thankful and overwhelmed for all of your support and all of the well wishes and all of the suggestions and feedback that we've received from our audience. We're also extremely thankful for the milestones that we hit this year. We're in over 144 countries. We are in well up to around 50,000 subscribers. We continue to read and receive high praise for our program content and we will continue to try to meet or exceed your expectations in 2020. We started this podcast in the first quarter of 2019 and today's episode is going to provide for you the top five episodes of the year. Before I get into those top five episodes, I'd be a little bit remiss if I didn't take a moment to thank all of our guests this year from start to finish and to tell you that many of them you'll see again in the future as we have future interaction and future content. I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that occurred this year before getting into the top five. Early in the year, almost at the inception of uh, starting this podcast, the Taekwondo community, the YH Park community, and for me personally, we suffered a great loss and that was the loss of Grandmaster Hyun Hee Park. Hyun Hee Park was a giant of a man and of a Taekwondo practitioner and contributor. He is among a small group of people that are or can be credited with helping to make Taekwondo a medal sport in the Olympics where it has continued to flourish and become a worldwide, the most practiced martial art in the world. We did an episode with, as a tribute to Grandmaster Hyun Hee Park, and that episode was extremely well received. And we expect that in the first anniversary of his passing, that we will do a panel discussion about his contributions to the martial arts world. We talked early in the year with Ninth Don uh, Gerard Robbins from the Taekwondo Hall of Fame, and we spoke with Taekwondo practitioner and attorney Neil Greenberg about the New York State lifting its ban against nunchucks. All of those were well-received episodes, and we thank you for the feedback. With the opportunity to speak with such celebrities as Sherman Augustus throughout the year, who was starring in Into the Badlands and who's spoken to us several times, uh, as well as we'll talk a little bit about Master Kung Lee, Master Simon Ree, known for his... 30th anniversary of the best of the best, but but known for his stunt and taekwondo work and fight coordinating in, in a ton of films. 
We spoke with Mindy Kelly, female martial artist, female fight coordinator, and the head of fight choreography uh, and stunts for the film The Art of Self-Defense. We had the opportunity to speak to a number of people uh, in the PFL, MMA system, because of our relationship covering Taekwondo practitioners in, in MMA. We spoke to PFL head uh, Ray Sefo, which was a delightful conversation. And we spoke to Alex, Alex the Spartan Nicholson, who was on his $1 million uh, journey for the championships and as a Taekwondo trained fighter. Since the filming uh, of that episode, or since the taping of that episode, uh, Alex was eliminated in the semifinals and will not be going to the finals this year for the PFL, but we wish him the best of luck. In that same MMA arena, we had the opportunity to speak with the Korean Zombies fight intelligence coach, Eddie Cha, and we spoke and covered for Bellator MMA the New York State Madison Square Garden debut and victory of fourth Don Taekwondo practitioner, Master Valerie Lareda. That was an exciting evening, and we recaptured and recapped that in our episode 22nd, 22, episode 22. In the world of the USAT, there was no shortage of coverage. We spoke to a number of people from Olympic gold medalist and grandmaster and Forster City Mayor Grandmaster Herb Perez to Coach Jim Haxton, who took us on an inside look at the 2019 USA Taekwondo Nationals, as well as had the opportunity to speak with Canadian, former Canadian national champion, Olympic contender, Master Ali Gafour, who is heading up his private initiative to change the way that people see and view sparring from a spectator standpoint with his 2020 armor. We had the opportunity to speak to some authors this year. We spoke to Ninja Gwyn about his life journey from bad boy to martial artist and his biographical and book that transcends the martial arts called Step on the Mat. And we had a chance to speak to law officer and martial artist Ronnie Molina about the release of his very personal interview book called Listening to the Masters. That was a terrific book and a terrific episode. And we spoke with uh, Dr. Robin Odegaard and Russ Brezano about their uh, very complimentary book for getting ready for competition and training called How to Feed a Human. That episode, number 25, was very highly regarded. And I suggest that anyone, particularly in the competitive realm take some time to check that out i could go on and on listing each and every one of the episodes but i encourage you to check out our our channel and to take a look and see what episodes may have personal interest to you one of the episodes that that was a little bit on the outside of the normal was our interview number 33 with what drives assemblyman ron kim ron kim the first korean american to take his place in new york state government uh, one of the, the first national governmental figures coming from the Korean-American community. We had a terrific talk. Oddly enough, that episode is not that well um, viewed because it was earmarked by Facebook as a political uh, ad and therefore uh, suppressed, which is 
to say the very least, uh, inaccurate at the very most, ridiculous. If you listen to the episode, the episode is a discussion with Ron Kim about his passion. It is nonpartisan. It is about how government in the city and state of New York work. It is about his desire to help people. It is about his journey from a young boy in business with his family to representing the people of the state of New York. There were some episodes late in the year that probably just because of our cutoff date, our cutoff date on this is December 1st, uh, may or may not be in the top five, but they haven't released as of my taping of this. We're releasing in 2020, but I'm taping this uh, on December 1st. And, And one of those in particular was my talk with Rookie of the Year, New York Met, Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo is a superstar in his own right. He is a gentleman. He is a dynamic individual. Uh, he was kind and courteous and generous in spending time talking to us. And he happens to be someone who has a great love for Taekwondo and practiced Taekwondo in his youth. So it is possible that by the time this episode is released that Pete Alonzo's episode might even be number one. But my cutoff date for making the determination as to the top episodes of 2019 was December 1st. That being said, while I loved all of the episodes, I am going to now lead you into the top five episodes of 2019. Episode number, the fifth, I should say, shouldn't say episode number, the fifth ranked episode for 2019 was episode seven, Nutrition for Taekwondo with Erica Stevens. This was an international episode. Erica Stevens came to us via satellite from Australia. She is a certified nutritionist. She is a the author of the book Nutrition for Taekwondo. She's an accredited sports dietitian and she is a former Australian Taekwondo competitor and team member. And she spoke to us from Australia about some of the things that are vital to Taekwondo athletes and athletes in general, but specifically dealing with dispelling some of the myths that exist in the world of competitive training about cutting weight, getting ready for Taekwondo competition. I think something I see a lot of the time is um, athletes and particularly uh, combat sport and the rest of the time sort of let it go a little bit. And I think one of the big tips I can always give is that your day-to-day nutrition and your training nutrition um, is just as important, if not more important, than what you're doing to prepare for a competition. Because we train most of the time, we compete very little of the time. So focusing on our day-to-day nutrition and getting all the nutrients in day-to-day is a really important focus for any athlete. Um, That is from the episode seven with Erica Stevens. And that is a valuable athlete. Uh, episode, and I will tell you that uh, ever since that episode has um, aired, I have had numbers of people tell me that they have found it to be very, very enlightening for them and very, very helpful in their competitive journey. Episode number four in the ranking for 2019 was a very, very special episode, one that was near and dear to my heart. It was a two-part episode combined into one. It was episode number 14. It comprised of two interviews 
to memorialize the one-year anniversary of the passing of Grandmaster Jun Ri, often regarded as the father of American Taekwondo. We spoke to his son, Master Chun Ri, and we spoke to one of his longest living active students who runs one of the uh, locations in Arlington, uh, a really dynamic individual by the name of Francis Pineda. And Master Pineda and Master Ree gave me some great perspectives on the life and the legacy of Grandmaster June Ree. The curriculum is, is doing martial arts forms to uh, American music, American, you know, to, to the to God Bless America, or to the National Anthem. And I mean, there are pictures of airplane hangers full of Russians holding a Russian flag in, in, or a Korean flag in one hand and an American flag in the other hand and performing to the National Anthem of the United States of America. And, and that right there, is, is a, that's a wow moment. You know, and, and it's a, it's a wow moment post-Cold War. And if you saw it in a movie, you would say, it's so unrealistic. It's, it will, it will oh, never happen. Because it can only happen. If the, the, the adage, the truth is stranger than fiction, right? So That was uh, Master Francis Pineda talking about his teacher, his mentor, Grandmaster June Re, episode number 14, called Nobody Bothers Me. The third most listened to episode for... 2019 is episode 18. Kung Lee's roots are in Taekwondo. This was a really fun episode for me. I have been a fan of Kung Lee, both as a mixed martial artist, competitive fighter, uh, television and movie action star for quite some time. Uh, I discovered, which I didn't know previously, that his roots and his training roots were in Taekwondo. Uh, Watching his kicking and seeing some of his uh, dynamic kicking, I should have realized. But he spoke to us about his journey in Taekwondo, in Sanshu kickboxing, in mixed martial arts, in Kung Fu, in wrestling. Uh, he talked to us about a little bit about his UFC career, about his movie career, and about his future. He is a truly energized and dynamic man. He is fun to watch now. He is in the process of helping and training his teenage son, to become a very skilled uh, combatant, and uh, I am really enjoying watching that journey as it relates to his personal evolution, but also as it relates to understanding the teaching techniques that he's teaching his son and seeing how I can absorb them. Probably just he has the time, and I wasn't doing too good because the personnel that she had in there wasn't carrying her weight. So she brought me in, trained me up, and then uh, I was a travel agent for like a year, but at the same time, I found my way back to Taekwondo, and at the same time, in the Taekwondo studio, they had a, a Vietnamese Taekwondo teacher, and he was also, uh, you know, um, did a Bob McNam, which is a Vietnamese uh, Kung Fu, and I just did uh, a mixture of both, and I, I love the contact in um, in Taekwondo, and, and then, uh, you know, I found that, you know, I need more work with my hands, so I got with some, a uh, couple Kempo guys that box, and from there, I, I started work with uh, this guy named Kihiga, and then uh, he was a Kempo, um, also a kickboxer, and I just started going around to wherever I could, spot with him, and, and get pad work, and 
and just kept evolving as a martial artist. That is the great Kung Lee, a true mixed martial artist in so many styles. The second most ranked episode for 2019, based in part by his army of students and supporters and people who respect him quite, quite deservedly so, is episode 20. With rank comes responsibility with Grandmaster Sung C. Kim. Grandmaster Sung C. Kim is the youngest American to ever achieve his eighth dawn from the Kukiwan. He is a second generation martial artist. He is a dynamic and exciting man. And he is somebody who is not by virtue of his word, but by virtue of his deed, changing the face of Taekwondo in the United States and around the world by contributing his time, by contributing his energy, by contributing his knowledge to the evolution of Taekwondo. And you talked about this change when the ASTON organization, and there's uh, with that, and I am so happy of of the standards that Kukiwan currently has. I think... um, you know, there's always, you know, with any organization, and there's um, the pros and cons. There's highs and lows. There's, there's, um, you know, there's valleys and, uh, and peaks. Um, so I think what Kukiwan is doing and what they have done is they've really raised their standards. So, you know, for you to hold a Kukiwan high dance certificate, they want you to be able to demonstrate Kukiwan techniques, you know, via Kukiwan. Um, so. Um, so I, I love uh, that, and I love those standards. And like you were saying, I mean, you know, even when you know a lot of um, students become like uh, helpers or instructors, you know, a lot of their training time goes down. Then you can imagine, you know, being a school owner or a higher than level, then the chance to practice and you know everything goes down, and the people to train you definitely goes down. So, um, so I think that is one thing that if I could give some advice to anyone that's going to take this high dance test. Um, you know, soon is just to you know find the necessary um, uh, help and support uh, for them to um, you know do it properly. Um, you know, one thing that um, I received last week and it was it was really um, heartbreaking. Um, I received a voice text message from one of the candidates who um, who was not successful on the test, um, and he was from another country, um, and he sent me this voice message and he told me that he was unsuccessful on the test but he was so happy for me you know so uh, wow but it was heartbreaking because he said that you know for him to he, he said that Cookie One told him to go back in October to retest but he needs to you know save money for two more years to have the opportunity to go back and test wow that is Grandmaster Sung Si Kim sharing a very personally his experience we got an inside look in that episode into the high don testing at the kukiwan uh, which is really 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 exciting and phenomenal and now for the number one episode uh, the most listened to episode of 2019 it came in november it came with an army of support from the usat and it was leaps and bounds as successful as every episode was. 
this episode was by far the most successful. That's episode 36, The Road to 2020 with Anastasia Zalotic. Anastasia Zalotic is an exciting young lady. She is living at the National Center of Excellence in Colorado Springs. She is training with Coach Gareth Brown, Coach Paul Green, and she is on a track for the 2020 or 2024 U.S. Olympics. And she is a highly successful and determined competitor. She uh, spoke to us and uh, her fans and her, her uh, supporters and the USAT certainly came out. And it coincided with the November-December issue of Taekwondo Life magazine, the print and digital edition, which featured some of the athletes that are living at the National Center of Excellence, including uh, Ms. Zolotich. So this was a really, really exciting interview and talk. Lots to find reporters code um, what you expect. So different. So many mistakes that I made terrified. Honestly, I so while my last year of juniors, I think it was last year I got to compete at nationals as a senior and surprisingly I was terrified. Honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know who to expect. Uh, I ended up winning, but it was it was so so different. So many mistakes that I made actually had consequences to them. These seniors are so much more advanced and they're so much smarter, and they've had time to process and think about um, how transitioning was for them as well, and put it into work and see like the difference between a junior and a senior, and the way that they train and fight, and it's just it's kind of crazy to tell the difference because. As a junior, you think, oh, everybody's going to be like this. All these junior girls are going to move up with me, and I'm going to fight the same girls. But it's actually not. Some junior girls, they don't they don't want to be in the senior division, or some of them move into it and have a harder time than you or an easier time. And it's just different strategy and different ways of thinking. You can't just be thinking, oh, I'm going to go out there and win. It's just to go out there and don't know what to expect, expect to win, expect a loss. It's just different tactics as well with the athletes, and it's just a whole bunch of different styles as well. Wow, that is a, was a really insightful look. Again, another behind-the-scenes look into a world that many of us think about but don't really have that much exposure. So that is our number, top five episodes of 2019. Every single one of them is my favorite. Every single episode, all 50 of them for the year, were my favorite. Uh, I am blessed to be in the seat that I am working with the fine people at Taekwondo Life Magazine and members of the Taekwondo community. So I thank you for all of your support. With spending time in training and working on the podcast and the magazine, it is difficult for me sometimes to get out to the store or the supermarket. And when that occurs, I always rely on Instacart. A friend of mine introduced me to Instacart about a year ago, and it has really changed the way that I shop. I go on the computer or on my phone. I have multiple stores to choose from in the neighborhood. I can select all of my products for delivery, and it'll give me other alternative products based upon my preferences. And it's really, really a helpful tool towards making your life a heck of a lot easier. No more worrying about trying to find parking at the supermarket or standing in line at the checkout counter. You can just do all of it from your computer. It'll help you save money by giving you suggestions on deals and by providing you alternative products. And shoppers will hand 
select your products, they'll bag them up neatly, and that they'll deliver them within a specified delivery window. I have never had a problem with the products, the groceries, or the service from Instacart. And if you follow the show notes and you let Instacart know that we sent you, they'll provide you free delivery on your first order of over $35. I highly recommend it. And I think that it, for me, has been one of the life-changing services that I've gotten involved with. I'm not a guy who does a lot of internet shopping, but this is something I don't like to be without. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.